Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot actual play role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game material, setting material, music, and whatever else, is used without permission. None of it is ours. We're just using it to enhance our gameplay. But, an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK and on Instagram at SkyHammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas, check out our Roll D4 adventure prompts on social media. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. Thanks for coming back to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. The stage is set. The plan is in the works. The idol will be recovered in no time. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, and so you get a text saying... It's on, and uh, you're all sort of gathered over by uh, the other side of the building when you hear a smash uh, from... Did you tell them? No, they would have gone through the front. So They seem cocky like that. Yeah. So you hear a smash, and you've got the opportunity to go. There is... Um, probably going to make a burglary roll with what's that three positive uh, yeah, aspects I've, well, I've got plus three in my skills if that's what you mean well and we're getting a distraction oh great and you know where the cameras are the camera blind spots uh, and then I th- think it must have just been uh, your character sheet I was thinking was another thing, Earl. Um, let me think. Any aspects? I mean... I don't think my stunt comes into effect here. Nor my aspects. I think I'm just doing a straight skill check. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here goes. So yeah, you've got your three in burglary plus an additional four for free. You can do it. Sweet. Well, that looks good. Four. Yeah, so that bumps it all the way up to an eight. Wow. So a legendary success. Just smooth like butter. Hollywood goes in uh, to the loading dock uh, and dismantles the lock. It's a significantly hefty lock with a security system, and he's just got the time and the experience, and uh, with Ruth's help saying, you know, we're coming in this way, nobody in the building is the wiser. Woo! All that work on Ocean's 13 really helped. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then uh, you also get a boost because you succeed with style. I didn't effectively set the difficulty, but I mean a plus an eight. So um, what would you like your new scene asp? Actually, I will open up the area and say what's in there, and then you can choose sort of an aspect. Sweet. Could I say that, uh, or you're still opening it up, right? Okay, there we go. Yeah, there we go. There's the new one. So you can see in here, there's sort of a loading dock area. There's a set of double doors to your right that are closed. And um, looking in, you can see, like, you know, the uh, the desk with, like, some paperwork and uh, sort of a flickering light above it. And down the hallway a little bit, you see um, a big set of, like, heavy vault-looking doors, um, a doorway clearly to a bathroom, and then just a regular door. Uh, that's number eight. Did I hear correctly that uh, one of us can see in the dark? Or am I imagining that? It's not me. Okay. I thought somebody was good in the dark, so that... that... Oh. She's sneaky. I'm sneaky in the dark. Oh, sneaky in the dark. Okay, okay. Uh, could I could I say that one aspect of this section we just opened up is that uh, I managed to turn the cameras off at the same time that I switched off the uh, or, or broke open the the lock. Okay, so let's we could create a boost that says like glitch in the security system, and then sure. so when it comes up, uh, the group has a boost that you can use for that role. Sweet. That's cool. Love it. Okay. Now I guess um, we need to start looking for the artifact. Toot sweet. Yeah, and right now you can hear sounds of like commotion from up front. Uh, so you have a little bit of time. Where do you want to go? I mean, big vault doors seem pretty promising. Sure. Like going into the dark oh, like area? Going south? Number four. Number four. Big vault, vault doors. area doors. Okay, yeah. Okay, sure, let's have a look. I mean, we could do both. We're not all going to be breaking into the vault. That's true. Can't split, oh dear. I'm just I mean, kidding. We have like a, a lockpick team and a explore the dark team. That's a good idea. I can be the explore the dark team. Right, I'll go as well. And I'll, uh, if somebody wants to come over with me to room four, then we'll see what we can see in there. And do. I'll go down to the dark with the, with the other guys. Alright, so Charles and Hollywood going to the vault, and then Ruth, Cassandra, and Ethan going down into the next area. So, when you get uh, just quickly looking at the vault doors, uh, it's got a keypad and uh, a slot for a key card to open it up. It's definitely something that looks very complicated. You can use your burglary skills to pop open Ooh. the panel and try and open it up, but it's a fantastic difficulty at a six. Well, I may as well give it, a, give it a shot, but I have a feeling we may need to waylay a guard and steal a key card, but there's no harm in trying, right? 
Go uh, for it. Okay, I'll uh, definitely invoke on this and spend a uh, fate point. Well, what you can do is before he acts, you could just do a create advantage and try and create a free thing so you don't have to spend a fate point. That's a good idea. So I like this. What would you like to do? What skill would you like to do and what how would you be able to help? I mean, the one thing I could go on is, since we're in the future, we, I don't know, perhaps my character could just look at this and go, now oh, this is basic compared to what we had to deal with back in the day. And despite the fact that it's not necessarily within my wheelhouse, we'll be like, oh, that right there. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Um, so, that would probably be... And I'll just play that off as like, you know, the, the the labs or the areas I might have been back in the future might have had equipment similar to this, so I'd have seen it or something. Yeah, sounds like academics to me. So if you want to make an academics role at a difficulty two. Just make it. There you go. Uh, so that's success at a minor consequence. Hmm. So, gain a boost in lieu of creating a new Asper, gain one free invoke. Oh, no, that's fine, actually. Um, so at a tie, when you're creating an advantage, it's not a minor consequence. It's just that you get a one-time use. So ah. you effectively go, oh, wait, I do know this. And when you get a little bit closer in, you realize it's not as simple as I thought. So it worked this one time, but it's not going to work on any other faults. Okay. So that's a plus two for Hollywood's burglary. So rather than having a plus three, I've got a plus five then total? Yep. And you just need a six difficulty. Let's give it a shot. Oh! Oh. There we go. So success, after a couple of minutes of fiddling with the help of uh, Charles, you are able to bypass the security and the vault door opens. Let's have a look. Let's have a look in here and see what we can see. So let's cliffhanger that and open up the next area while the other people are going. Do I not have a leading the way. Ruth going in first just in case there's anybody needs stabbing. Thank you, Ruth. Apparently don't have one where I haven't blocked out anything, so here's the other way if you've gone the other direction. Alright. Perfect. And so you open up the doors and uh, back here you see a couple of like long desks with uh, basically a whole bunch of equipment for restoring or mending artifacts. Uh, you see a doorway that's uh, open, and you can hear a little bit of music being like coming from it. That area number five. It looks and sounds like a break room, and you think that there might be somebody there. At which point, I am going to compel Ruth's aspect of itching for a fight. Yeah, so, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm offering you. I'm offering you a fate point. If you take it, Ruth goes and fights. But you can spend a fate point to say she holds back her regular urges and doesn't fight. Does does Andre get two fate points if he takes it and one to give away? No, that's a uh, cipher system. Oh, wrong system. Sorry. Okay, I will take it. Um, and I also, I don't know if this is a thing that I can do. I would also like to invoke the relationship aspect I have. I will teach Cassandra to be strong. This is me like, Cassandra, this is, this is how we do things, you know. That's so good. I love that. When yeah, the job needs sounds, to get done. That sounds like a self-compel. So both of you go in and Jen would also be offered uh, a fate point to engage in the combat with you. Yeah, Let's Ruth is my, is my mentor. Let's do this. And like, Ethan, if you want to come, I guess. I don't know. You kind of just are here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ethan would not join in on that fight. I feel like that's Ethan's whole existence right now. And Ethan's here! <laughs> and Ethan's dog is here. It's true. You're, like, always here. you're like the heart of our Captain America. Or our Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you do? You know that there's probably somebody in there and you're itching for a fight. What does Ruth do? Oh, immediately bone daggers out. And then going in. So, mark off a corruption, yes? Yes. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if you just... guys knew I could do that, but... yeah. Um, I <laughs> maybe I did if you're trying to teach me to be strong. And Ethan's just in the back. Strength comes in many ways. <laughs> Actually, I think oh if Ethan God. saw the bone daggers, he would probably turn around and be like, I wonder how Hollywood's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Who has just one knife coming out of their arm? There's um, the combat music. I don't understand that question. <laughs> I should hope no one. It's like Wolverine has three. Oh, X, uh, oh no, X has two. X-22 has two. X-22 has two. And the the finger girl has fingers. Five. Uh, Lady Deathstrike has five, yeah. Yeah, that's Baraka. Baraka. That's who I'm trying to think of. (laughs) Yeah. And Baraka Pool. Who's the one who, like, shoots them, though? Like, from their wrists? Pew, pew. Uh, that's Spike. Thank you. From X-Men Evolution. Alright, so to, to do that, I, I just mark the corruption. I don't need to use fate points or anything? That is correct. Nice. And you now have bone daggers, and you step forward into the room, and you can see that there's a guard with, like, big headphones on, uh, like, fixing a snack, and the music is so loud, like, coming through the headphones that you can hear it, and they clearly haven't heard anything uh, going on outside. You have initiative. You get to act first. What do you do? Can't take any risks of this going wrong. Just both daggers, like side to side, in the sides of his neck. 
All right. So make a fight roll opposed by this guy's athletics, which I'm going to give him a major negative to. These are just some dudes doing their job. They're not even bad. Some no, murder now. Li- exactly. Better than a lot of murder later. Yeah. Thank you, Ruth. <laughs> you don't have to murder them. <laughs> Can't take any chances. Unfortunately, knocking them unconscious only works in the movies. You're more likely to kill them that way anyway, so it may as well just be a straight-up kill. I'm just saying, this is like a baby Hitler thing. Uh, And I also, my bone daggers give me two extra shifts when I damage someone. I think that's... Is that only when you throw... No, no, that is. That is right there. Yeah, okay, 11 shifts of damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, That guy goes down. Like, there's nothing he can do. He's down. And then like, I turn to Cassandra and be like, "So this is how we kill people when we don't Cassandra's want them to make a sound." <laughs> kind of horrified. I thought we were just going to knock them out. That's how you oh. kill somebody silently. Right? <laughs> you do what needs to be done for the mission. <laughs> just very right. giving, giving like a quick like drill sergeant. This is what we do. This is why we do it. You know, for the good of the people. Yup. It's the future. It's the war. Yeah. So how many people are left in this room? I guess it's just that guy. It's just you two now. <laughs> just that one guy. So. Oh, okay. Let's uh, look around see what we find. I'll close his eyes. <laughs> I oh, like maybe, how quickly um, the combat uh, music track resolves Can I investigate his body for like key cards or? Well, that's I don't a good know, call. Like uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and there's no real role required. You go in and uh, like you look around, and uh, he's got a gun. Uh, he's got uh, keys. And he does have a, um, like, there's clearly an RFID tag on the back of his, uh, of his, uh, key card. I think you mean I have a gun. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, you can gather those sort of items and then we move back to the other group as they open the vault door. Like there was no sound at all. It was just okay, dead. Nope. <laughs> like the music, his music is still playing. <laughs> hey guys, perfect timing. What you guys get up to? Well, we got into <laughs> the vault. Uh, yeah. So you open up the vault, and you can see that there's uh, one big sort of long shelf in the middle, and then there's a couple of tables with various items. So you can make an investigation check to search around and try and find, see if it's in here. Uh, who's good at investigation? I'm fair at investigating. Ethan I'm has walked back. Killing people. I think yeah. this is, like, happening at the same time. Yeah, right now, it's Ethan, like, it's Charles and Hollywood who have gone in, and then Ethan kind of wanders back at the same time as you start searching. Yeah. Okay. Ethan, are Guys, you good at investigating? I'm, I'm okay at investigating. 
Did you guys know that Ruth can make daggers come out of her arms? It's super gross. That'd be something to see. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't want to see that. Anyways, what's going on over here? Well, Ethan, Ethan, try not to knock anything over. Um, but we're looking. We're hoping that the the artifact is in here. All right. So uh, let's quickly take a look around, and maybe we can just grab it and go. Uh, okay, I guess. Do you want me to do the investigate, or do you guys have better? Well, I've got plus zero if we're speaking out of character, so. Okay. You got the you got this, Ethan. Give her. Sure, yeah. Well, I know what it looks like. I mean, I was looking at that site for a while. I've seen the the, the thing. I, I saw the dog, you know. I've seen the pictures. Let's see what we can find here. You actually really want the dog, don't you? Well, I, I kind of do want the dog, but it's so <laughs> awesome. We all want the dog. <laughs> okay, so with a two, you're sort of looking around, and you're fairly certain that it's not in here. Like, there's no... Uh, cabinets or vaults, like, um, uh, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Safety deposit boxes, like, nothing like that. And it just, it doesn't look like it's here. There might be other areas where they keep things in here. This seems to be perhaps larger items than the one you're looking for. Is there any sort of ledger that might have what lot, where each lots are? Uh, not that you could see. Okay. Good thinking, though. Uh, in the absence of that, why don't we try out room number eight, then? Okay. Um, so, you head over to room eight. Yeah. And, um, like going and checking there, it looks like it is a supply closet, like a janitor type closet. Okay. I just uh, noticed that thirteen is a staircase. There is a second level to the building. Oh, there's a second level. Can we take a quick peek at number seven, the seven that is open to the to the hallway. That one's just a bathroom. Oh. Oh, and so is the other seven. And all three of those are bathrooms. Okay, so it's not going to be in the bathroom. <laughs> it's been flushed down the toilet. Uh, what are Ruth and Cassandra doing? I'm going to exit kind of the break room and look around those tables just to see, again, if there's like any ledgers or notes. on. Maybe someone was working on cleaning it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, make an investigation check. Looks like there's another vault down by you guys, too. I'll be working my way down to, yeah, that bottom area, the two and the four. Yeah, and as uh, Cassandra gets down there, she would see bigger vault doors right there as well. I got a one. Yeah, you're looking around, and most of this is uh, tool stuff. It looks like most of the items have been packed up and moved away. Okay. Yeah, I think we should join those guys down in that lower half there and uh, maybe check out this vault. Oh, can I ask a question? Yeah, what's up? Can we hear Ruckus from the main room? Uh, 
you heard ruckus. You don't hear anything right now. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go up to the the other number two. Um, what what exactly is in this room? It's like desks. And- yeah, for sure. So you head over there, and uh, I assume that you're like moving stealthily. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and make a stealth roll. That is just normal. Minus one. Okay. So did you want to uh, invoke any aspects to re-roll or add anything before I tell you the result? I don't really have anything to make me sneakier. Yeah, nothing's going to make me sneakier. I mean, hopefully they're too distracted from the ruckus out front to notice somebody casually walking back here. Yeah, so um, you actually tied... So you succeed at a minor cost. So you are stealthy and you move forward, but there is going to be a cost. Could we evoke the uh, the security cam glitch? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I've got a great way to do that. And so you get that free boost, and that gets you to a plus one, which means you succeed. All right. That boost so, is probably gone now, though, right? Yes, now the boost is gone. Okay. And that's no fate. No, uh, yeah. No points spent. Okay, so you move forward, and you get into the area that is a coat check. And uh, you can see out into the main area where there's a little bit of broken glass on the ground, and there's a security guard standing, like, just sort of nearby with Brian and uh, the group of people and they all just seem to be staring uh, like out and looking into the street and you see uh, a woman walk down the stairs, number 13 and uh, she is she uh, a little bit older dark hair uh, pearl necklace and like a short coat with a um, uh, with a blue skirt and she's walking with a security guard and these are the people who would have seen you except that the security guard clearly is telling her something and then he takes her around uh, the stage, which is number 12, towards the uh, security desk on the other side. Obviously, he's coming to tell her about the glitch in the security system. Okay, can we go back to the um, Brian and his crew staring? They all seem to be, yeah, just kind of They're not together. under arrest or anything? They're, just They're not under arrest. They don't even look drunk. Okay. Something weird's going on. Oh, oh. I'm gonna do uh, whatever, like a 
silent military slash police hand signal thing to Cassandra down the hall and kind of wave her to come over, but quietly. Okay, I'll come over quietly. Okay, um, so you can go ahead and make a stealth check as well. Get up. Okay, so you come up, and you're there, and you're looking at the whole scene. Nothing apparently has changed. Can we... They haven't Weird. started talking yet, have they? No, and they're, you know, a fair distance away, so if they were talking quietly amongst themselves, you wouldn't hear it. Um, I don't know if this is a military thing, but would I be able to read lips? Uh, I'd say that that would probably require a stunt, but you could probably get a little bit more of like an insight of, you know, how what they're the, interacting. What the vibe of the conversation is going. Yeah, exactly, and that would be a okay. notice. Okay, I'll do one of those. Wow, Five. very nice. Uh, yeah, so. Let's see, that would be... I, I probably would have put that at a four. And so you succeed, but um, no style. <laughs> Regular style, not with style. <laughs> and so you it's a weird vibe. It's very much not like these people just broke in. It's they're waiting for something. Hmm. So they seem to be... Uh entranced in some way? No, they don't seem like out of it. They seem really, really focused on whatever is outside. Like outside the window? Yeah, whatever has caught their attention. But I mean, they're not staring directly at one thing. Like, their eyes are roaming. I am well, I real confused just, with what's going I on. we just hold this position and wait for the other guys to come down here. I agree. I agree. Okay, so then what is up with the rest of the group? Charles, Hollywood, and Ethan. Uh, you've just checked the uh, number eight. What do you do now? Oh, boy. Um, I would suggest we go down to the other vault. Yeah, I so. feel like that's the only spot for us to really go that we're still staying kind of behind everything. Yeah. And, and we're still keeping the party together too. Mm -hmm. So that would be room four, right? Yeah. Room four on the South side of the building there. Okay. So as you begin to head down that way, uh, you hear the door sort of like to the North opening up. The one oh, directly oh. opposite of the uh, of the uh, closet. Right. Do we have enough time to run down through the double doors to enter room number two? Uh, you could attempt. I would say that getting all the way down to those doors would be a hard athletics check, whereas just like ducking into the uh, vault 
or the bathroom would be just like no roll required. Hmm. Well, I've got pretty good athletics, so I could probably do it. I don't know about you guys. I've got pretty good athletics as well. I guess it's just a chance if we want to trust the dice and go for that, or if we just want to take the easy way out and uh, hide like cowards. Right. Because I don't have Ruth to keep me safe, so I'm going to say my character is already heading for uh, back into the vault into room four. Actually, you know, uh, Brendan, that's a great way for me to compel an aspect. If Ruth keeps you safe... I would offer you a fate point to risk the roll and run to Ruth. <clears throat> but, okay, sorry, I just want to make sure I got this right. Which room is Ruth in right now, though? Uh, two. Okay, the... guys, making a break for it. <laughs> yeah, like bottom center of the whole building. Here, I am going to quickly just crop this to get one that has everything revealed. Updated map. So yeah, um, we will have Charles make a break for it with an athletics check. It's not too hard. It's uh, going to be uh, average difficulty, just one. Although there is a chance that if you only tie, they might see the door swinging or something like that. Eep. There you go. Two shifts of success. So uh, Charles makes a break for it and runs through the doors, uh, heads into area two. What do Ethan and Hollywood do? Oh, I'm going to make a break for it too. All right. Same thing. Difficulty one. Roll uh, 4DF plus 4. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So fast. Uh, And yeah, you overcome that obstacle easily, and so succeeding with style, uh, you get a boost. So you can create a boost, and you can actually just hand that over to Ethan if... uh, yeah. I'm totally going to hand that over um, because, after all, my relationship with Ethan is, I think his naivete will get us all killed, so I'm probably eager to get him out of the line of sight of evil guys. Maybe yeah, was... you pick up the dog and run away with the dog. So Good idea, yes. I, like I that. love that. <laughs> I like it. That works. We gotta move. Let's go. Yeah. I, I was going to say that Ethan would have just ran and hid in the bathroom. But if you're taking the dog and he does trust Charles and to see Charles start running, he's like, maybe that sh- we should all run. So Awesome. And then so you get, a fr- you get a free boost, so it's your athletics plus two, effectively. Okay, and now, am I fleeing a dangerous situation? Not necessarily. You're not, not certain what the danger is yet. Right, you just, I know something's coming, but it could be nothing. Okay, so then I can't use my stunt. Oh, yeah, more than (laughs) enough. Uh, So you also get another boost. 
and everybody is all gathered and sort of nearby the coat rack area right now. What do you want to do? Well, right off the bat, I'm going to like introduce everyone quietly and kind of gesture to whatever spooky thing is going on over near the stage. Has anything happened over there yet? <laughs> no. They're, um, and to clarify, they're closer more towards the uh, the front door with the angle. Oh, okay. So kind of like uh, between three and six? Yes. Okay. Okay, so we could maybe sneak to those stairs. Cassandra, nudge, nudge. How? Hop over this, like, this is a kind of table, right? That we can hop over? Number yeah, two? it's a, a coat check. So yeah, you yeah. could definitely hop over them. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Well, actually, hold up. First, we need to check this vault like get, here. I'm, like, getting ready to jump. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we should check the vault here first. And if it's not in this vault, then it's upstairs somewhere. That's a good call. Does the key card work on it? Uh, you can go ahead and make a burglary with a uh, plus two for the key card on the first one. Basically, it is an aspect with one free invoke, and then further attempts to use the key card will require a fake point spend. I don't have any burglary. Do you? Uh, Ruth, do you have any burglary? No. But Hollywood has just arrived. Use, yeah, if oh, we're back, okay. we can... But before we do that, I think we should probably use hand gestures to do a little bit of shushing and point to the doors behind us that there might be somebody chasing us. And we'll point ahead of patrolling. us. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will point at my bone daggers coming out of my wrists and be like, we're okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to hand, hand Ethan his dog back. Oh, good boy, Reg. But yeah, I can certainly uh, quietly try to open this while we're we'll, we'll give you standing on guard. Okay. Okay. So the difficulty, once again, is a six, but you have the key card with one free invoke on it. Okay. Okay, and I, I, I'm going to go over there with Hollywood, so I'm kind of ready at this corner in case somebody comes around. Oops. What did I do wrong there? Oh, I missed a space. Yeah. Five. Oh, not quite, but if you spend a fate point, you're, you're, you'll get it. Well, is that I using think... the plus two from the keycard? Oh yeah, that does. Oh, is there? Oh, was there a plus two from the keycard? Yeah, you got a free invoke on the keycard, so you're actually at a seven already. A seven, then. Uh, then I think we're good. Yeah. So you open it up, and uh, as you open it, you hear the doors up at the top uh, by the loading dock opening, and everybody can clearly hear a woman's voice saying, "There's certainly someone in the building." We'll find them. Come along. I'm going to duck into the vault. 
Um, I duck into a coat? Are there coats? Yeah, there's uh, a couple of, like, probably the security guard's coats hung up on racks. Are they, like, in a position... Like a clothing store? Yeah, like, you can make a stealth check and hide among the coats, absolutely. Score. Hollywood ducks... No, Ruth's just gonna stand out there holding the bone daggers. Ruth has had her taste of blood and she wants more. (laughs) Oh, Ruth. I got a three. Alright, so a three stealth to hide in the coats. And Ruth is standing out. Hollywood ducks into the vault. What do Charles and Ethan do? Uh, Ethan jumps into the vault, too. And Charles? Is the uh, unseen assailant within, like... Like, we can't see them yet, right? We can just hear them? Everybody's kind of in that area between four like the vault and the coat check area. So if you went back and looked like you'd see them probably just coming up to the guard area and finding a dead body. <laughs> okay. I definitely got into the coat check then. There's at least two. Cause there was a woman talking to somebody. Yes. All right. So Charles ducks into the coat area, make a stealth check as well. Oh, the fudge dice are fickle with the negative one. Okay. Don't worry, I'll protect you. um, Basically, like one long, tense minute passes, and then you hear thunk, 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 as someone runs forward, and a heavyset security guard with a gun up rounds the corner and pulls it in front, uh, ready for Ruth. Oh, Ruth is ready for some stabs. Here we go. The return of the combat (laughs) music. (laughs) And my my bone blades are still out. Is that right? They are. They last for a scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is all one scene. Okay. And I have this other stunt. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Add plus four to a fight attack. Do I say that before or after I roll? Um, I think that that might just be... Because aspects, you can put them after. That's correct. But I don't know about stunts. That's the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this one you would do beforehand, yeah. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna Yeah. So I'll quickly explain how Yeah, so quickly explaining how initiative works. Um basically we work together and we figure out who likely goes first. In this case it's you. Uh, because you're the player and you're active and you're set up and this person is exploring. And then Mm -hmm. after you go 
you get to choose who goes next. And that could be me, or it could be any one of the other player characters. And then you all continue to choose who goes next until it gets to me, and then I get to choose who goes next. And so, uh, in this case, you know that I have uh, whoever was talking, and then this guy, and then another security guard, and also uh, Brian and the goons. Okay. Um, well, if I'm going first, I'm, I'm stabbing this guy. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. So, I'm stabbing extremely hard. Um, so I got the bone daggers out. I'm going to take another corruption hit to use killing limbs, which is yep. was remade to do one thing and one thing well. Hurt eldritch creatures. I don't have to use it on an eldritch creature. I don't think so. I mean, I can hurt regular creatures the same way as I would hurt eldritch creatures. Yeah. So that gives me another plus four of fights. I have plus eight. Oh, good thing, too. I got a five. Just seeing... uh, Yeah, it doesn't have any athletics, so... (laughs) Yeah, so you get five shifts. Uh, Plus two for my bone daggers. Yeah, so seven. And you, like... Are you throwing the dagger, or are you running forward and stabbing? Oh, I'm going for, like, the next stab again. Yeah, you run forward and just slam it home, and the guy, like, like drops the gun. And you can see down the uh, hallway to the right, uh, that sort of bookish-looking woman with uh, with a clipboard walking, and she, like, pulls up short. Uh, who do you want to go next? Sorry, wait, is that the same woman that I saw coming down that was out front? Yes, she sort of looped around. Dang, she's sneaky. Um, I guess uh, Charles can go next, because he was the only one who wasn't in a great spot. Yeah, and if anybody else has an idea that they want to do, you can always say, like, hey, can I go next? And, like, that's an open choice. It doesn't just have to be the active person choosing. So you had said, was it two guards that came around, or just the one? Just the one guard, plus that woman. Whereabouts am I in relation to that guard right now? Because I did have a minus one, so if I fail to make it to hide in time, am I out in the open right now? Uh, yeah, you're basically out in the open. Like, you're among the coats, but clearly visible to this guard, but this guard just got just got killed. Okay, in that case, uh, I'm going to take two of the coats, and uh, using my take that, my little dirty fighting trick, I'm going to toss him both of his head and try and blind him temporarily. <laughs> uh, blind the ones out in, like, the main area? Ball sacks, forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, yeah, you can um, move into the other zone and sort of, like, well... You'd be moving against, like, five... Well, one potentially hostile person plus uh, Brian and the goons, which are looking a little weird. 
Ooh, good point. So what you've seen right now is Ruth just completely destroy somebody by stabbing them in the neck. Go, Ruth! In that case, I'm just going to hang back for a bit. How about you, Hollywood? Uh, I say let Ruth do the killing, and I guess that means maybe the woman would go next. Can I go next? Yeah, if Cass has an idea. Yeah, and also uh, Hollywood could spend an action searching around in this vault. Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't Ethan and I both look around and see if we can find the uh, uh, the artifact? Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, so why don't the two of you make investigation rolls? Good. I have nothing on this, so it's just roll 40F. Uh, <laughs> oof. Wow. So, <laughs> in the heat of the moment, as like Fail. blood is spurting, you are not focused very well with a negative one <laughs> and a negative two. <laughs> okay. I want to jump out of the coats with my gun up on the lady. And say, take me to the statue. Uh, yeah, she would be up just a little bit. Okay, uh, make a uh, provoke. I think provoke is the intimidate. Oh. <laughs> is there an intimidate? I, I don't see anything that I have. No, provoke would be the close. Or physique, actually. Isn't physique what you use for intimidation? I think physique might literally be strength. Uh, let me find this. Would I just thought I read that in the rules. Yeah. I, I don't recall really. Would Cassandra get any sort of bonus for Ruth previously showing her how to be strong? Hmm. And I was thinking I have a gun. That might help too. Yeah, that definitely makes you feel strong. <laughs> uh, those are sorts of things that you could invoke with uh, Fate Point, and it is Provoke. Physique is raw power and durability. F provoke mm. is your ability to push people to act the way you want them to. Oh, so I need to use a Fate Point for her to be intimidated by a gun? Uh, no, no, no. Like, that's... Um, you've got a gun. I'm going to take it into account. Uh if, like, it's a failure, I don't know, you could spend a fate point after the fact and invoke various aspects. Okay. So, sorry, the gun give me how much plus? It's not giving you any sort of plus on your side. You're just, you're holding a gun at her and using your, um, like, there's no equipment bonus. Got it. Uh, negative Ooh. one. And uh, so... I might evoke, though. Sure. Um, can I maybe, if I did the 2 plus 2 in my skill roll, would be a 1? Or do you guys think I should just re-roll and hope for better? Hmm. I think plus 2 is probably better here. 
because then I'd end up with a one. You're going to average a zero on any roll. Okay, so just add the plus two to get a one. I think that's better. I mean, if that makes you succeed, do we know what makes you succeed? We don't know. What we makes don't you at this at this point. Let's do mm. it. I'll do it. And so, what uh, aspect are you invoking? Oh, I'm going to uh, use my high concept, former acolyte of the children of uh, Azathoth, and we have kind of like a dead, fish, dead fish eyes. So, like, I look real serious about it. Okay, sounds like good. I'm dead inside. All right. So you get to uh, one, an average, and the woman sort of looks back at you, and she says, "The great one knew that you were coming. I will show you the statue when you are dead." Oh, no. Oh, dicks. Uh, I think that's all of the player characters. So are you passing initiative over to me? Uh, Of course I am, by choice. Reluctantly. (laughs) Yeah, everybody has to go in one round before we start again. Um, So, it will be this lady... And she pulls her hand away from the uh, from the clipboard and holds it up in front of you, and you can see that there's this like rent in her flesh that opens up wider and wider, and then it gets filled with teeth. Ooh, Ethan, that's way grosser than my bone daggers. Come on! <laughs> oh, that's oh. way grosser. Oh. And she reaches forward to Ruth and attacks. So uh, she's slashing her toothed, scary hand towards you. Uh, you get to make a defense roll with athletics. She's got a leech hand. Um, is she an eldritch monster? I get plus two to defend <laughs> against the melee attacks of eldritch monsters. She is not. She is a corrupted human. She's got teeth in her hands, man. Yeah, I totally thought she was going to be an Eldritch monster. All right. Okay, so athletics roll. Yep. Oh, oh. There you go. I got a negative one. You got a one. And so you nimbly dodge out of the way as she swipes this hand at you. Mm -hmm. And... The security guard, Brian, and all of the other goons run into the uh, coat check. And uh, Brian and the goons have various, like, uh, like baseball bats and uh, golf clubs and stuff. And uh, the security guard levels a gun and fires. Brian and the goons, why? <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be, let's see, uh, who's going to get shot at? So Cassandra, because she's got the gun. So you're going to want to make an athletics, uh, check. Okie dokie. 
three, baby. I rolled terribly. I got a negative one. <laughs> so you dodging those bullets. Yeah, uh, he like comes forward, and this other guard, like it's the same guard that like watched you walk by that time with sort of the pot belly, and uh, he fires, but he slips a little bit as he's uh, sort of getting into stance, and the shot goes wild. Um, and then there are a bunch of goons. There are five total goons, and they are going to... Uh, we're going to say that there's going to be two attacks uh, working together against... Charles and two against Cassandra. Sort of like they're splitting into a group of two and a group of three. It's nice they're realizing that teamwork makes the dream work, though. So this first attack is also going to be against Cassandra. Okay, dokes. So I have to do the same thing? Yes, please. A one. Oh, they got a zero. You succeed. Oof. And then, Brendan, you got to defend against a zero. Look at me with my triple negative ones. And uh, for defense, I'm using what? Athletics? That is correct. <laughs> wow. Ooh. So you What did you roll? A four. Nice. Uh so you uh these all of these guys that you just a couple of hours ago been hanging out in the bar, like jump over the coat, coat rack, swinging stuff, and they're just like getting tangled with each other and slipping and hitting and it's it's very farcical. <laughs> Do they seem Excellent. like they are Did everybody else hear Jen? Sorry, I didn't press my button. No. Do they seem like they're in control or does it seem like really manic um like uh, not in their like right minds maybe? They look a little bit more focused than you would expect they would be in this moment. No hooting, no hollering, no drunken laughing. Okay. Oh, oh. And, and about all four or five are within melee range of me right now? Uh, yes, although three of them are going for you, two of them are going for Cassandra. And who are you passing it off to, Mayor? I can pass it to myself. Haven't My- all your guys gone? Yeah, because it's a new round, and I get to choose who goes next. Oh, no. Oh, fiendish. Yeah, so I am going to say that it is uh, going to be the lady, and she is going to attack Ruth again. Oh, Swing in. There we go. Are you just punishing us because we didn't pick you the first round? Oh, look at my rolls. Wow. 
I've never seen you roll so bad. Wow. I need to go and get my actual fudge dice and stop using the dice roller. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. How, how can we see the dice rolls? <laughs> you're you're rolling like Will Wheaton. <laughs> All right. So uh, she like she slashed with one hand, and then she kind of like steps forward and tries to grab you, and you're easily able to sort of like dodge backwards. And then I will pass it to Ruth to see how this uh, goes. Go, Ruth. All right. So the first security guard that was killed here had a gun. Yes, he did, and Cassandra took it. Oh, that was the first one. The the second one. The one that I just oh, killed. Yes, that one also had a gun. Okay, and where exactly did he drop this gun? Because I was like, waiting right like right around the corner, right near the entrance to the vault. Yeah, like right by there? your feet. Easily enough for you to grab it if that's what you wanted. I was just gonna kick it backwards a bit to the entrance of the vault, because I know my allies are back there. I don't really care about it, but I want to get it away from this woman and towards my allies. So just give it a quick back kick before I go in and attack her. Nice. Sounds good. And yeah, I'm going to just stabs. More stabs. (laughs) All the stabs. Alright, go ahead. She is going to attempt to defend. I'm corrupting myself again because I've got to do it. Ah, um, uh, yes. So, plus eight. Ooh, look at that. I got oh. three. Yeah, so you get... <laughs> oh, 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 my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so uh, six shifts. Uh, plus two. <laughs> Plus an additional two. Eight <laughs> shifts of damage. Um, yeah, because you got 11 over the three. And yeah. attacking this woman, I can see she has uh, value being alive, so I'm not necessarily going for a kill-kill shot. Like not into the neck or into the heart. I more want to disable her. Good idea. Cut her arms off. (laughs) Yeah, something along those lines. (laughs) So, um, we might want to talk about that then. Because, okay, so when you're attacking, there's only Mm -hmm. ever doing damage. If you want to... um, Hmm interesting. So I suppose if you take her out, you get to choose the method in which she's taken out. Because this would take her out. So yeah. Um, I mean, I'm more than happy to err on the side of killing her than not killing her. So if she's going to die. If she's going to die, she's going to die. I would say that this seems like a likely kill shot. Right, she did. Alright, so you stab a dagger into her, and uh, like the blood is like running down the dagger, and she kind of like swoons and falls off and hits the ground. That's the good stuff right there. Who do you pass the initiative to? Uh, I will pass it to... um, 
who knows how to shoot out of Ethan and Hollywood? I'll just pass it to Hollywood. I've got plus one. There you go. I'll pass it to Hollywood. All right. Uh, I guess I will um, roll out there. of the vault and there, grab. There's the a pistol. gun right there. Yeah. There yeah. Uh, can I attack with the pistol? One of the goons. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to draw a bead on uh, the guy that uh, Ruth was dating. Poor Brian. Brian. Yep. Brian's going to get shot at. So let's Brian see. got a one. 4DF plus one. Blam! Oh, zero. Oh, I missed. Yeah, shot goes a little bit wide. Uh, you can spend a fate point if you like. Uh, get a plus two, which would get you one, which would take him out. He's only got one, one stress box. You know what? Let's do it. I'm going to spend that fate point and say that the, uh, the bullet... Uh, enters his right nostril and oh. drills through his brain and kind of like the bullet kind of rattles around inside his skull and turns his brains into jelly. Oh my god. Gross. But also, <laughs> uh, what aspect do you invoke for that? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I don't know if I could invoke an aspect for that other than my twisted imagination. Um, I guess I'm too damn cocky, and and that like is just the kind of flashy way that I kill people. Yeah, that's definitely and actually Hollywood stuntman would be like you rolled out of a vault, grabbed a gun, and shot somebody. Yeah, definitely a flashy thing. There we okay. go. Okay, sounds good. So you get the plus two, and uh, Brian goes down. And I spent a fate point, so I'm just recording that. Yeah, so there are only four of the goons left, and Hollywood's gone. Uh, who do you want to pass initiative to? Uh, why don't we go to Ethan, since he was right next to me in the vault. Okay. Um, I think Ethan's going to just run out and try and uh, defend Charles, because he seems to be surrounded sounds good so yeah there are there is a security guard sort of out in the main area and then there's four goons uh i would say one of them now swinging at cassandra and three still at charles so you attack one of the ones around charles yeah i'm gonna just run up and try and like throw a punch maybe have like reg nearby there you go. So I got a two, and yeah, you could say that your good dog Reg can cause a distraction, and after the fact, you can use it as an aspect to get a bonus. Oh, that's more than enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so you go in, swing in, and you take one of them down. Nice. Who would you like to be up next? Um. Okay, do we want someone else from our team, or do we want maybe like to have the goons? Go? I'm surrounded by three, so I'd really like to go before they do. Okay, then uh, it's Cassandra's turn. Oh, thank you. Because you said three are attacking me, right, love? Uh, you've got the security guard and one. Brian was on you, and then Charles has two. Okay. Any of them in a line? Sure. 
<laughs> um, I can throw a ball of arcane fire up to two zones with a plus four bonus to shoot. So I guess even though it's doing two zones, it can go up to two zones, but it's still only hitting one person. Is that correct? That is correct. So do I attack or do you defend? Uh, both. Let's so you're attacking with shoot. Sound good? And black arcane fire. Ooh. Uh, three versus your negative two. Are you attacking the uh, guard with the gun or the guy right beside you? Guard with the gun. Okay, then. Uh, he didn't have any bonus. And he beat by five. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> and I take a corruption. A, a bolt of black fire shoots out and slams into this guard. And he just goes down screaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I need to hand it off to somebody else. Is there anyone who hasn't gone? I haven't went yet. All right, I'll hand it off to Charles. Okay, so the setup right now, Charles has two people uh, around him with like baseball bat and golf club, uh, and then Cassandra has one melee guy, but just threw a ball of black fire at the guard with the gun. Yeah. Hollywood. So what's Charles going to do? I'm still kind of in amongst the uh, coat racks and whatnot. That is correct. Okay, I'm going to take two coats and uh, let me see here. How am I going to do this? I'm assuming I can only attack one, eh? That is correct. Whichever one stunts to attack multiple. Yes. Okay. So whichever one is most in the way of uh, between me and Ruth, I'm assuming there's one that's kind of more in that direction, eh? Yeah, for sure. Okay. The one that's blocking the way between me and her, I'm gonna take uh, like an armful of coats and using like the fight dirty tactic, I'm just gonna like toss them at his face and kick him as I run past. Just like me awesome. if I can. Okay, so it sounds like you want to create an advantage that will like say, you know, tied up in coats or distracted or something like that, right? Exactly, yeah. Like I mean, the the coat thing is not to cause damage. Me kneecapping as I run past and sure. I mean if I can only do one, then I just toss the coats in the fucking bucket. Yeah, you can only do one as it's an action, but yeah, you can go ahead. That's gonna be less difficult than like attacking. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh okay. So go ahead, what's that gonna be? Would that be athletics? Yeah, athletics would work. Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Wow. Um, Wow. All right. So 
a five versus my negative three, uh, you're going to create a situational aspect with two free invokes or gain two free invokes of an existing aspect. So, I mean, you could say that he's uh, covered in coats and people can use that (laughs) twice to, uh, to get bonuses against him. Painted coats were such a hazard. Yeah, I'm going to say that um, when I toss them, um, we'll just say this is the goon with a nine iron or whatever the golf club was. Nine iron, absolutely. Perfect. So I'm going to kind of tie up his arm some, and he's going to have like at least one that's like full on right over his face. (laughs) Oh, what the? (laughs) And so he'll just kind of like stumble around blindly, and I'm, like I said, just going to beeline it right for Ruth. Sounds good, and you run back over to Ruth. Uh, who would like? Who would you like to pass to next? I think we have. Is Ethan left? No, it looks like everybody's gone. So you can pass it. Security guard's gone. So it's just to the three goons left. So yeah, okay. Uh, so we go to the goons and. Uh, the one that's the easy one is just going to swing at Cassandra. Okay. Uh, I rolled a... I don't know which one I rolled. Oh, I Cassandra rolled a three. Got the three. I got a negative one, and so the swing is just wild and undisciplined. Yeah. And then Charles has run away... Which means... Uh, that was a good choice, Charles. Thank you. Sorry, just going back for a thing. <laughs> David, what did you do again? What did? Where's Ethan and what's he doing? He's up next to where Charles was because he ran up and punched one of the dudes. Right, 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 right. Okay, so you would be the focus of the one who is uh, not covered in coats, so he will attack you now. Okay, uh, would this be I'm facing a single foe or no? Yes, definitely just a single foe. Look at uh-huh. that, I got four negative ones. Then I'm going Good to grief. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to use my duck and weave stunt to use my empathy skill to dodge. Second nice. Yeah, more than enough. Uh, he swings, and it's so obvious how he's going to attack. You read it perfectly. Nice. And then the other guy is going to attempt to disentangle himself from at least one of these uh, with an overcome. Deadly coats. Oh, he actually got the two. <laughs> So uh, he overcomes one of them, so there is still one free invoke of the coats. He's still all tied up. These coats are amazing. And then we pass the initiative. I pass the initiative. And on the ground, by Ruth's feet, the arm of the woman starts to sort of bubble and hiss and grow. Uh... And she, you see it push towards the ground and she stands up and there's a 
gout, like a little bit of extra blood that like pushes out through the wound as her heart starts beating again. Ugh. Okay, is she an eldritch monster now? <laughs> oh, she's oh, getting that. there. <laughs> and the arm grows like like big, gross, muscly, extra bits. Oh, and she stands up and looks at you. But that's her turn. Oh, boy. Well, who do you pass it to? Uh, let's go to... I want to see Charles as he runs in towards Ruth and this monstrous creature starts to stand. What do you do, Chicky? Okay, so as I'm running, beelining it to Ruth, yelling at her, I see this thing stand up and I go, holy crap! And I'm basically going to say that I kind of slip. And so as I'm already on the ground, I'm just basically going to try and like dive kick and kneecap this thing. Take its legs out. All right. Sounds good. Oh, so I'll add a plus two for my fight dirty for that to make it a ah. two. And then I will invoke one of my fate points to make it a plus four. Nice. Ooh. Okay, so Damn. what do you invoke? Let me just take a look at my character sheet. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, so your um, your take that uh, the dirty fighter gives you a plus two to create an advantage, not to deal damage. So, did you want to um, like make it easier for Ruth to hit, or did you want to hurt her? Because that changes it. Oh yeah, that'd be a, yeah plus two to create an advantage of the fight. Yeah, so not to deal damage. I'll still spend the fate point so I get the plus two so that my attack lands. And well, then I'll hang on though. Yep. Because what did you roll? What did you get your plus two for right there? Fight? You betcha. Okay, so in this case, it actually would have been athletics. So you would have gotten a plus three, which would make you succeed by one. So you'd get the, uh, the aspect without having to spend a fate point. Perfect. Um, no go with that then. Yeah, because it would get you, and then you get the additional plus two, so you'd actually be at a three against the zero, which is success with style. Ooh. So you get an aspect with two free invokes. Uh, what is your fight dirty? boost that you've just created. Uh, you said that it's like growing all these big muscly pustules, but pretty much only on that one side of her body, I'm assuming. The rest of her's kind of not, you know, still normal woman-sized. That is correct. Well, I'm going to say it's kind of thrown her balance somewhat off by having massive arm. So I'm basically going to say that I just kind of buggered up her one knee pretty good. 
And so now, and that's the one that's like pretty much underneath her arm. So now she's kind of like staggering around, somewhat less able to get around, less mobile. Perfect. I love it. Okay, so then who do you want to go next? And there are two free invokes on that aspect. Uh, seeing as she's a little bit disabled, I'm going to pass that off to Ruth so she can uh, deal with her. Oh, let's go. Get it, Ruth. Okay. Help me, Mommy! <laughs> now, I'm very hesitant to fill in my fourth corruption bubble here. Do it. But I feel like that would be a very Ruth thing to do. Totally worth it. (laughs) Alright, Ruth is straight up corrupting herself. As I'm like at the ground there, I'm like, Ruth, finish her off! (laughs) For the future, Ruth. For the future. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we're going for a kill shot once more. Like, for the head this time. Like, the brain. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, And I get some sort of advantage for her being off balance. Is that right? Yeah, so you can uh, throw in these two free invokes. I'm pretty sure that when they're free, you can use them on the same roll. It's only when you're invoking an aspect with a fate point that you have to use different aspects. I think this is fine. So So it's effectively an additional plus four that you can choose to add after you see the effect of your roll. Oh boy. Okay. Well. So that's my roll. Wow. You rolled an eight. Wow. Yeah. She got a one. So you do seven uh, shifts of damage. And uh, as you, like, stab in through, uh, like, right into the face, like, it almost bursts underneath your dagger. Like, there are changes going on that are more than just the arm. Underneath her flesh is mutating. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of hangs on the end of your dagger, and you can see her go limp. That's a good sign. Who would you like to go next? Um, you should make her go next. Uh, she's already gone this round. Yeah, she turned into this at the start of this round. Um, who? I know what I want to do. I think I think Ethan. Ethan's in a bad way right now. Doesn't he have three guys on him? Um, uh, he has one and one covered in coats. I'll go over to Ethan. If Ethan knows what he wants to do. Um, I think Ethan's I, just probably going to try and punch one of these guys again. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to go for the guy who doesn't have a coat around him, though. No coat, dude, is a zero. Okay.
Yeah, that'll take out No Coat Dude. Nice. He's like, how did you know my real name? No Coat Dude. (laughs) No Coat. (laughs) Ah, yes. Uh, Andre, so uh, filling in your fourth corrupt in in the clock, you clear out your clock, choose one of your aspects, and corrupt it Mm -hmm. as you fall further under the sway of the great old ones. So, if you uh, think about that, and yeah, I'll think David, about that. Uh, who do you pass the initiative to? I believe Jen had an idea. Yeah, uh, and I think Cassandra's still over here by this uh, coat dude, so... Yeah, and she's got one on her. I'll do that. Cool. So, if I were to... Thank you very much. If I were to invoke an aspect that was negative to me... Then I might be able to get a fate point back, Mark. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So I want to invoke the aspect. Nightmares keep me up all night. Um, because she was like a very scary monster, something from my nightmares, and I want to be like just paralyzed with fear this round for a fate point. Sure. Mm. So you can have a fate point as. Uh, since you are terrified by nightmares uh, in this situation you uh yeah you seize up a little well maybe my nightmares are all Cthulhu beasts right so I'm like oh is this real yeah okay and then who will go next Hollywood has not gone and neither has have the goons Hollywood Alright, I'll yell, snap out of it, Cass, and I'll shoot the guy that's closest to her. Alright. That's a room for DF plus one. Oops. Ooh. Alright, your shot unfortunately doesn't go where you want it to go. So is that a, that's a fail, right? Correct. You could uh, potentially spend a fate point to tie, uh, just with the plus two. No, I think I'm just going to fail. I've only got one fate point left, so. Sounds good. Uh, then we pass it over to the other guys. Uh, Coat guy attempts to get himself free. and uh, does not. (laughs) So he falls down to the ground and, like, ties himself up a little bit more somehow. (laughs) And then this other guy will take advantage of Cassandra seizing up to sort of, like, take a swing and then duck behind things as Hollywood is shooting at him. Who's he swinging at? At you. Do I still get to roll a defense? You do. I got a zero. So he does, in fact, hit you for one stress. About time. (laughs) So I take that physically, correct? Yes. Done. All right. And then, surprise, surprise, I am going to pass initiative... Over to the lady. 
who's dead, right? This time have, she hasn't. I have killed her twice. What is going on? She hasn't fallen to the ground quite yet as your dagger is still, like, in her head. And it begins to sort of, like, split. And there's just this horrible, like, uh, like, rotten egg smell that just sort of, like, bursts out from her body. And then the skin Ugh. begins to split. She's hitting her. She's hitting her ultimate boss form. Ooh. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> you see, like, dear, this horrifying deep sea monstrous creature, reminiscent of the corrupted Cthulhu creatures you faced in the future, and it pulls its head backwards off of your knife and just begins to heal around the wound, and then it swings one of its, uh, like, forming arms at you. I hate that thing so much. Okay. Now it's definitely an Eldritch monster. Oh, 100% at this point. (laughs) Okay, so I I will dodge with the athletics, and I get a bonus here. And uh, you can see uh, the skin is just like tough, rubbery, armored hide. And yes, you get to roll athletics. I got a six. Ruth oh. bringing bring the heat. Yeah, and Ruth dodges underneath that. No problem. This ain't Ruth's first weird Cthulhu marathon rodeo. No. <laughs> 100% accurate. Okay, uh, let's go with the duel. What's Ruth gonna do? Okay, so first let's resolve this corruption thing with Ruth. Yeah, what do you got? Um, so I'm thinking um, the two things that would probably be changed here. I have itching for a fight, which could just be upgraded to unable to turn down a fight. Mm. Or the bone daggers which is something that I can choose to do would instead become they just appear every time I fight I cannot I, not do that I definitely like the second one a lot more bone daggers must come out like bone daggers hunger for blood sort of thing yeah so you just, like a, the tease of a fight and it's like bone daggers let's go yeah and then like one of the things is like sometimes the daggers need extra blood or something like you need to start feeding them more Ruth stop stop showing your bone daggers I just can't help it right, so we'll call this bloodthirsty bone daggers very cool it's another band name in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ruth's turn. Um, I mean, I'll, third time's the charm. I guess I'll kill her again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I'll go for the head where the brain theoretically is. Where it usually is, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Give that um, one a go. 
get get some stabs going on. I'll use my killing limbs again, so I'll mark. <sighs> my corruption is nice and empty now. It's... Oh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Hit her with a six. Oh right, I have to roll things. She's now got a better deal. So uh, she got a four for her athletics. So you got a two and then your extra damage of two, right? That's correct. All right. So uh, your first hit scores really solidly, and she takes a mild consequence of a gaping wound. I don't understand. I have one, so, ki- well, I have one hit kill everything so far this game. Yeah, <laughs> not this time. Uh, she marks off one of her uh, boxes of physical stress, which take two stress each due to her squamous skin. Yeah. Okay. But the uh, the first hit was quite solid, and she is forced to take a mild consequence, which uh, we will write as uh, gaping wound sounds more of a moderate consequence. So we're going to say uh, rent skin. Oozing wound. Oozing wound. I like it. I hate all of those descriptions. <laughs> a moist oozing wound. Oh, <laughs> speaking moistly. Oozing moistly. Oozing moistly. <laughs> a moistly oozing wound. All right, who does Ruth, Ruth pass initiative to? Uh, immediately around you, uh, Charles has just arrived and did take out this thing's knee. Yes. Uh, so, other than this that she-beast. There's one goon left, is that right? Two. One one goon up, one goon in coats. In coats. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I'll pass it to Charles. Alright. Rising above you, Charles, is this horrifying monstrosity, its tentacles flailing, its arms elongating, its skin pustuling. Yeah, I don't like any part of that. So would you like to attack it, or would you like to fight dirty and make it so that Ruth attacks even better? Or whoever attacks it next, I suppose. Ah, just a quick meta question. Uh, The inky escape I have mentions that it blasts Iker into the faces of everyone around. So that include my allies? It sure would. Gross. Balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if that's the case, then Ooh, let's see here. Ugh. I think I will create an advantage for Ruth here before uh, making for cover. Sounds good. So what are you going to do, and what what skill do you use? You said that she has that gaping wound right now? She does. Okay, the only thing is I don't actually have any weapons on me right now. Okay, if that's the case, I'm going to try and essentially, like, knock this thing... Ah, 
Would knocking this thing down be creating an advantage, or would that be considered attacking? Trying to, like, knock it prone? That would be create an advantage. Like, you'd be trying to get it off its feet, which makes another attack coming up easier. Okay. Through the grass? Yeah. So I'm basically just going to, like, completely just boot as hard as I can to kick out her injured leg and have her fall over. Sounds good. So you get a plus two. Um, I would say that this is athletics again, so you're rolling at a plus five versus her athletics. Oh, yes. Uh, You with a six, me with a two? Absolutely. Which is another two invokes as you knock her off balance again. Nice. Okay, so uh, has she actually, like, has this creature, like, fallen onto its back onto the floor yet, or is it still somehow standing? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you kick forward, and, like, she slips and slides in some of the, like, cast-off flesh from her human form and slams down on her back. It must be really annoyed at you. Okay, so, uh, and you said that's gonna create two invokes? Sure does. Okay, in that... Oh, I'm trying to think here. Because essentially it could just uh, set up two advantages for the next people who are attacking it, correct? Yes, exactly. That sounds nice. Yeah. Case. Uh, okay, so, uh, I like stabbing things. So this is less of uh, I don't know how I'd quite use this. My corrupted aspect is that I'm oozing black ichor, and so yeah. What I kind of want to do is it says, yeah, the oily substance make Charles slippery. He's virtually impossible to grapple or restrain, but also the stuff gets everywhere. Could I, like, just, like, run away and as I'm doing so, like, wipe my hand across this creature's eyes and just blind it with black, gross goo? We can say that, like, one of the invokes is that, and then the other invoke is the knockover, uh, but you would need another action to create more. So, like, from a narrative standpoint, you sort of, like, kick her over, and as you're doing that, you're moving away and sort of spritzing uh, ooze back at her. That's perfect. I'm just going to do a quick little squirt and be like, you got this, Ruth. (laughs) And so, like, it's flailing on its back, and it, like, brings one of its tentacle arms up to, like, pull this tarry substance away from its face. Uh, who does Charles nominate for next? I think Ethan was right near that other guard. Yeah, Ethan is over by Covered in Coats, dude. Yep. Finish off the baseball bat guy, Ethan. Okay. Um, was there was there one other goon left, or is it just the covering coats? 
Uh, Jen is still dueling with the other guard. With the other guard? Okay. Or um, not guard, but uh, folk. Right. One of the guys that we hired and has betrayed us. Right. Um, Scottish and- thugs. <laughs> Uh, Goon, he is on the ground and still tangled in the coat, correct? Yeah, he sure is. So you can actually take advantage of that to hit him easier. Could I use it, kind of like use the coat to just kind of choke him out? Yeah, sure. Are you <laughs> trying to... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not trying to kill him. I, I, have, I don't think I could kill any of these people, but... Yeah, you're taking him out of the combat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can uh, make an attack, and uh, you get a free invoke of the coat. Nice. So it's an extra plus two, correct? That's correct. And that's a four. Yeah, so you choose the manner that he is taken out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to like kind of pull the coat tight around his face until he stops moving. <laughs> and he's like batting at you and he's yeah, dropped and I... his, his nine iron <laughs> and then he is out uh, then do you pass that to Cassandra or Hollywood um, I'll pass that to Cassandra because Cassandra still has uh, the guy right next to her alright you're up okay um I'll shoot the guy beside me with my gun. Sounds good. I shall roll. A negative two. A one. Yeah, so you shoot him and he goes down. Yay! Did you want to move over to the big scary thing? No, I'm going to shoot at it from a distance with my fire next round. But Hollywood, take it up. Um, okay, well, with all the goons dead, then I think it's time for me to, uh, let's see. I think it's time to do a stunt. Uh, the stunt being, look out, I've got a knife. Um, so I pull out my ancient silver dagger that I got from Miskatonic U back when I was studying there. And I'm going to attack uh, the Eldritch Beast. Yes, definitely. So the stunt gives me a plus two when I'm fighting monsters over and above uh, my normal fight skill. So this will be RD4 or 40F plus five total. Nice. And then there's goop in its eyes and it's on its back if you want to add an additional four. Oh, wow. Okay, then I'll do that. Uh, 4D. He's having a really bad day. F. So that's, what, nine overall? Yup. Woof. Let's see what happens. Well, good thing I had the bonuses. Nice. So eight total. And she got a three, so that is five. Oh, that takes her out. Bam. Because she's got... Nice. Oh, no, it doesn't quite take her out. It fills in all of her stress boxes. And she's used her consequence. Say, she's Bruce one shot. so mad. <laughs> if you had dealt two more damage, then there would have been one additional damage more than she could have taken. 
All right, Ruth, you're on base. Let's do this. Could, could I do a fate point to do plus two? Uh, you sure can if you have an aspect that you can invoke. Uh, let's say that because I graduated from Miskatonic U with a master's in philosophy, uh, that I know that staring into the abyss eventually results in the abyss staring into you, which is the tagline that I use to stylishly finish it off. <laughs> oh, killer with a one-liner. Oh, oh that's perfect. That's, that's excellent. Perfect. Okay, so narrate. Show us uh, how you take your silver dagger. Where does it go? She's on her back. She's, she's goes. So I wound up. Uh, um, I'm going to just dive over there, wrap those mouth tentacles around my uh, my left arm, and I'm going to use the dagger to just slash like her whole face right off as I deliver the line. Whoosh! Ugh. And the, and the tentacles... the face off by the tentacles. Yeah, they rip off in your arm and they, like, sort of flail a little bit and then drop lifelessly and the body, like, sort of flips back and forth and then goes still. And now it's my last fate point. Epic. What do you all do? Uh, breathe Get for back a to second. The yeah, take take a breath. Yep. <laughs> like, oh my god. Ethan turns around and sees this gross creature on the ground. Like, what the <laughs> heck happened over there? <laughs> As everybody takes a breather and Ethan looks over, the body moves. Oh, Shut no. Up. Oh, no. And right around its like upper torso this bit of flesh sort of balloons out and then explodes and this tiny writhing mass of tentacles jumps out and after that one another one and then another one and the body just deflates as about a dozen of these about rat sized start to pour from the body. Oh, dear God. It's fine. I've seen these before. What do you do with them? Stomp them really hard. Oh, they're coming at you. And there's... They're still coming. And they're beginning to grow. Kill them before they get big. Stomp faster? As you're sort of like trying to stomp into them... Uh, they're they're evading. They're getting frustrating. They're it's a swarm. You need something more effective against a large group. Can I fire them? Kill it with fire. Yeah. If anyone has, are we like still initiative or not particularly? These are more of a challenge than a, than a combat. Okay, I fire them. Alright, so what's it look like as you mark another thing of corruption? Well, Cassandra can see the flames. Like, I'm not making the flames. I'm just bringing them into this realm from where I see them in other realms. So I'll try to do more as many spots as I can at once, which is something I haven't had a lot of experience with. I'm used to just pulling out one flame, but I'll try to do a couple to get more. 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, you draw those up, and then uh, is that a shoot? It is. All right, and I they don't have any bonuses to athletics to dodge. Fire happens to be oh, what do you know? Their weakness. Thank goodness. That's excellent. I got a three. Uh, so you do two shifts worth of damage, and you kill about a third of them just with that one thing. Yay. I say, they seem weak to fire. And they, like, begin to sizzle and pop, and the ones that are burned don't move. And then uh, a bunch of them latch on to Hollywood and attack. Yarg! I guess that means I need to defend. You do, but, you know, the dice golem really doesn't like me. So uh, I got a negative one. This is physique, right? Uh, no, it'd be athletics. Athletics. Oh, that's even better. Okay, good. Uh, 4DF plus 4. 6. Shrug them off. Oh, yeah. More than enough. They don't get onto you, and uh, <laughs> they are. Yeah, none of them sink any of their teeth, teeth or suckers into you. My my defense is basically going to be and flailing my limbs all over the place. All right. So. Uh, how do you get rid of them? What do people do? Fire seemed to work. Uh, well, Ruth only knows stabbing, so Ruth is going to stab some more. Uh, Ruth has this corrupted aspect, alien muscle grafts. Uh, she's been augmented with the flesh of the great old one's spawn. So, as these tiny things are skittering around super fast, you know, the old one flesh and her muscles, she's just going to be you know, stabbing seemingly at random, but the flesh predicts the flesh to hit them as they're going. I don't think I've ever said gross so much in a game in my life, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just like full on, like stabbing as much as she can all around her, hoping that her flesh knows to hit that flesh. Um, just fight? Yep. Got a two. So, because it's a swarm, you can only do a maximum of one shift of damage if you're not dealing with their vulnerability. So there's no point Mm -hmm. to spending a thing. You do one damage. You're good. Okay. Uh, What are Charles and Ethan doing? Um, well, I mean, Ethan hasn't really seen much of these monsters and honestly didn't really believe in most of it. He just thought it was a weird cult that he rescued Cassandra from, didn't think that demons and monsters were actually a part of it. So he's freaked out. So he's just going to jump 
up onto the counter of the coat check to try and get above all of them. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to uh, take like just like a single standing coat stand or something and using like the, the flat end of it, just trying to like use that to like broom and basically like hockey stick these things away from me. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so you sort of corral them in place. Uh, as all of you have gone, I guess we're still kind of an initiative. You notice that they all, all of the surviving ones, like significantly grow in size. Some of them are eating some of the dead ones. Ooh. Uh, back around to you guys, I guess. I mean, it's 11.30. We can say that you you burn them, you stab them, you slash them, and by the time you're finished, they're like the size of terriers. <laughs> so gross. Is that Reg gonna get in there, or what? Yeah, Reg will probably try and go after them. For a bit. He's a beagle, so he's not like super big. Alright. So once the last one stops moving, the floor is just slick with black goo that you know mostly came from these creatures, only a little bit from Charles. Gross. I'm assuming and, that by now the cameras have seen what's been going on in this place. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Uh, also, there's... So we planned all these things, and ultimately we just busted in and killed everybody. <laughs> we killed extra people. We brought extra people in to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the major complication of the, uh, of the success. Um. The interesting thing about this is that the whole thing is a trap and the cultists know you're coming. So the major complication being you brought in more people to be corrupted. Oh, brutal. So does that mean there is no statue then? Uh, You can go ahead and continue to search the place. Well, the lady came from upstairs, right? Can Maybe we, we should check the searching. Yeah, it's just a quick search. Like you just tell me that where you're searching. Well, we didn't really check out this. Didn't have time to check out this vault. So, like, why do we do that yeah. first? Oh, there's nothing in the vault. Like you go upstairs, and okay. like this vault is sort of minor objects and whatnot. Uh, you begin okay. to go upstairs, and I'm just going to grab that image for you. And I'm just going to show the whole thing. So you can head upstairs, and there's like a big balcony area. Ignore everything in the green. I rewrote that to what I wanted the place to be. Um, And so there's no other people in here, like the uh, three guards, the curator, and then the people you brought were the only ones in the building this evening. And after a little bit of searching, uh, in sort of that middle area where it says number three, 
uh, that's another guard sort of post mm-hmm. uh, right. with a vault and then two additional secure additional vaults in the vault. back. Yeah. That is where you find the statue. There we go. Nice. All right, let's go to Iceland. <laughs> Off yep. to Iceland. <laughs> Off to Iceland. And as you travel, you discover that the stories were not just stories. Artifacts of Cthulhu speak to those who listen. Oh, no. You begin to hear whispers telling you, no, don't destroy it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the call button for, for a flight attendant to bring me a pair of earplugs, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whispers are not in your ears. They're in your mind. Oh, no. Uh, basically, what your characters all learn about this uh, growing threat of Cthulhu is that uh, the corruption that is prevalent in the future is beginning now, and it seeps out from uh, relics of Cthulhu, particularly this one where a part of it is actually inside the, the statue. So coming into even near proximity with it uh, can start to allow Cthulhu to control your actions. That sucks. As these things... Do we make it to Iceland? (laughs) Yeah. As these things go, it's a fairly subtle thing. And, like, if you work at it, you can snap people out of it, and they can and they become immune and none of you can be affected by it because you've all got different levels of corruption that are already, you know, more insidious, more like they're stronger than what this statue can give off. Like we're already inoculated. Yeah. Yeah. You got the antibodies. Can't break what's already broke. (laughs) Ethan's not corrupted at all. So Ethan hears it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't have any corruption either, so... Although I do have the, some people call me cynical, stunt, uh, which gives me some extra willpower for defending myself against... Uh, well, I didn't really define it, just defending myself. Hmm. So Ethan I don't know if that would help. what its favorite coffee order is. <laughs> <laughs> Black like my soul. Yeah, no doubt. Ethan's like, can I turn this into an Instagram page? Black, <laughs> Black with triple salt. Guys, Cthulhu took over my mind. OMG. Check out my TikTok. But I've got like 20,000 followers, so. It's a new Twitter. <laughs> new Twitter feed. Shit Cthulhu says. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell. <laughs> I would totally follow a Twitter that was shit Cthulhu says. Yes. <laughs> so you uh, you all get on a plane. You head to Iceland. Uh, you trek and hike up to Urivayukulk. And... Uh, guess you toss it in the volcano toss that thing in there yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. into the lava 
Awesome. So, as I like to do at the end of one of these massive damage adventures, everybody can narrate a little bit of an epilogue of what your characters do. Do they continue trying to save the future? Do they retire and hope that, you know, other people will do it? Well, for his part, uh, Hollywood will continue to wander the back roads of America uh, looking for future opportunities to hold back the night. Charles will attempt to uh, do some research into ridding uh, Ruth of some of her corruption as now her body and her blades thirst for blood. Interesting. Good. I like that. I like that too. Uh, Ruth is... Did we know all the different paths we could have taken? Yes. The time travelers from the future know all four different things. All right. Well, I mean, we've completed one mission. We should try to complete all missions. So Ruth is still, she's on the job. Um, she's going to the next mission. That's all she wants. All there is is the next mission. Yeah. Um, Cassandra has lived her whole life in a cult and now has been doing this and she decides that maybe she can just have like a normal life too so <laughs> she's going to retire and try to like live a normal life knowing what she knows I don't know if she's successful but she tries yeah Ethan's glad that he was able to help with uh, everything but he actually really likes the idea of starting an Instagram for Red <laughs> so does he steal the dog s- over there oh yeah yeah you totally had to grab the dog oh yeah right? he totally grabbed the dog yeah oh yeah there's definitely time to grab the dog they didn't actually trigger any alarms or bring any police or anything I mean we could have taken anything we wanted we killed everybody yeah that's right <laughs> and there was yeah, a glitch in the security it. system Wait. yeah <laughs> Three of those goons did not die by Ethan's hand. Yep. All right. Uh, Well, I guess Ruth and Charles continue on, and hopefully they're successful. And Hollywood, Ethan, and Cassandra maybe live another... 10 years before things go really, really bad. Oh, Hollywood's not giving up. He's just going to find his own missions. Ah, okay. What do you mean? They totally succeed and we live just fine. I mean, that's the hope. (laughs) Anyways, that was Fate of Cthulhu. Fun stuff. Thanks, everybody, for the game. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, there's a picture of what it would have looked like if you went to the actual auction. The actual auction, okay. Yeah, you got three days to prepare. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah, let's just do Damn. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you could go to the auction and it would literally just be sitting on a desk beside the auctioneer and you can do whatever you want, but like everybody in there would have been corrupted. Right. So we probably were better off doing it this way. Probably a lot, yeah. More kills is what you're saying? Yes, (laughs) you would have been 
just wading through a horrifying <laughs> pool of blood. We, it's kind of a good thing we took the advice of that one goon because originally I think we told him we would do it like the next night, and he's like, "Why not tonight?" And it's like, you know what? Yeah. You're right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's no time like now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is awesome. This was the eighth episode, so this will be out like August 1st. Cool beans. That's cool. Anywho, it is way past my bedtime, so I am going to go to sleep. Thank you all. Hey, thanks, everybody. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You bet, guys. Great sesh. Thanks, Merrick. That was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one-shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. Also, if you want monthly releases of homebrew content, pledge to our Patreon as a $3 minstrel at patreon.com skyhammerpress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Was, I tried to clap, but the noise suppression made it not happen. <laughs> really? That's funny. Huh. Crazy. Did There's you hear any claps there? I just clapped a whole bunch. I was trying to no. clap, too. Oh, yeah, I heard Jim clapping. And not just because I was in the room. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That was my first uh, Fate system game that I've played. It was. Yeah, me I too. like how like narrative too, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a different type of game. Um, you should also try Powered by the Apocalypse. If anybody has heard of that type of game, hmm. oh, that would be new to me. Uh, Powered by the Apocalypse is very much a narrative story-driven thing where everybody has moves that you do. Um, I played City of Mist and Legacy Life Among the Ruins, and I would really recommend City of Mist. It was very cool. Here's the cover. Whoa. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. It's nice artwork. Yeah, the idea is it's like this generic New York City, and people don't question how generic it is. And then there are a bunch of people called Rifts or Mistings or something like that that uh, begin to develop story-based powers. Like, they, they become the Leprechaun or the Kitsune or something from mythological history. And then they start to fight against crime and various weird supernatural things. It sounds really cool. Yeah. And the system is so different because yeah, the, the focus is really on get to the action, find out what's cool. And then sort of like, you what you do is you narrate how you succeed and then you roll the dice and then the dice like slightly modify it but you start from a different point like not from the attempt but from the success huh.